0: And uh, we want to begin tonight in Acts chapter 14. And uh, of course, this is the uh, third Sunday of the month. And uh, every third Sunday, we do have healing meetings. And uh, we're believing God for wonderful things. Hallelujah. And... uh, We're beginning a uh, series on these Sunday evenings entitled Rebuilding the Walls. And uh, at first that title doesn't seem to have a lot to do with restoration, with healing. But everything that the uh, world is coming through, coming out of, uh, they got to know how to be rebuilt. And if you'll remember, the Lord said to us, He said that in the month of May, the fifth month, He said, I'll show my grace to a people that have largely forgotten me. But He said, because of my unchanging nature and my love, I'll show them my grace. And He said the church had to be ready and mobilized to tell them it was God that showed them that grace. Then, He said on April 3rd, Now, I'm not saying I heard a voice in my spirit. He said the next six months are crucial. And he said it'll be a time of rebuilding, reconfiguring, revitalization. And for the church, it'll be a time of refiring. Not because it's cold or weak. The church will be refired because of the spiritual excitement and energy that will exist. As souls are saved, bodies are healed and many are filled with the Holy Spirit. These six months will fill and increase some churches while others seem to die on the vine. The reason for this is that it's a proving time. Are they willing to move forward with what I want to do or will they settle back into how things have always been and miss the great opportunity they've been presented with? He said those that move forward will become greater and have a greater voice and greater influence. Those who do not will fade until they are ineffective and largely forgotten. Know and understand that this season you're entering into is a time that's precious to me because of the hungry, needy, spiritually ignorant men and women who will be searching for answers. I am entrusting them to the care of my church. Do your part, do all in your power to be certain you're ready to meet their needs. Now, he said he's entrusting that to the care of his church. We're not the only part of his church, the church universally. But then he said, do your part. Do all in your power to be certain you're ready to meet their needs. Amen. Amen. Say it out loud, I'm going to be ready. Amen. The world has to see the supernatural through the church. Yeah. Has to. Amen. The Lord said to me one time, he said, Normal is returning for the world, but normal is not returning for the church. Supernatural is returning for the church. Amen. The answer is in the local church. The local church in in each community that it's in is the seat of power in that that community. The power of God. Amen. Amen. I, I, I know several times over the, over the last few years, you know, uh, that, that has not been the case in, in a lot of places. Meaning that it's kind of shifted. People look at things different. They look at things different because there has been no supernatural movement in the church. Amen. Souls are saved. Bodies are healed, notice what he said, as souls are saved, bodies are healed, and many are filled with the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost. Look at Acts chapter 14. Are y'all with me tonight? Amen. Acts 14 verse 1, and it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews. And spake that a great multitude of the Jews believed and of the, also of the Greeks. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Long time they stayed there speaking boldly in the Lord. Which gave testimony to the word of his grace. And granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. One translation says he backed up his message of grace. With miracles, signs, and wonders. Grace is not a doctrine. It's not a system of belief. It's a message. And, and the message of grace is this. God's power and God's ability available to be used by mankind. The message of His grace, the word of His grace... Backing up the message of His grace. The word of His grace here is that Jesus died. Jesus redeemed mankind. Whether you're a Jew, a Greek. Whether you're, whether you're African American, white, Mexican. Whatever you are. The word of grace is that the redemptive blood of Jesus has made us all one. And the middle wall is broken down and the way has been opened. And when they preach that... It says that God backed that up with miracles, signs, and wonders. You can't preach pet doctrine and expect to see the supernatural. Amen. Well, this is what I believe, and this is how we believe it, and this is how our denomination says it, right? I mean, when I went to cemetery, I mean seminary, when I, when I went, Right? That, that's what they said to us, that this is what we believe. And some, and some people go, and they go as far as to say healing signs and wonders are done away with. The miraculous went out with the apostles. You can't preach the word of grace and not expect to see miracle signs and wonders follow it. Amen. Glory be to God. The Amplified Bible says, so Paul and Barnabas stayed on there for a long time. Speaking freely and fearlessly and boldly in the Lord who continued to bear testimony to the word of his grace, granting signs, wonders to be performed by their hands. Is that what it says? In order for people to rebuild their lives. And for the church to help people rebuild their lives. Those people have to see signs and wonders in the church. Amen. Signs and wonders are proof to the world that the church has the answer. Can't argue with that. You can't argue with that. Amen. When when you read all the way through the book of Acts, all the way through the Bible, but primarily, especially through the book of Acts... When, For instance, when Peter comes into a city that he's never been in before. And there's a man laying there named Aeneas that had been paralyzed for 38 years. And Peter just walks up to him and says, Aeneas, Jesus Christ of Nazareth makes you whole. Take up your bed and walk. And he jumps up. You're going to tell me people didn't pay attention? In Acts chapter 14, it talks about the man that was there at Lystra when Paul and Barnabas taught. And they were there at Lystra and it says that Paul preached. And it says this man was there and that he had been a cripple from his mother's womb and had never walked. The same heard Paul preach and Paul perceiving that he had faith to be healed said to the man with a loud voice rise up on your feet and walk and he rose up on his feet and walked and it says the whole city gave heed to what they were saying. Amen. Because signs, wonders, and miracles are not only evident that God can. It's evidence of God's character. It's evidence of God's compassion. It's evidence of God's mercy. Amen. It's evidence of His grace. Are you following me? Preaching and teaching the Word is vital. But there has to be a demonstration of the Word that is preached or taught has to be a demonstration. Demonstration. Right? Amen. Paul said this. He said, when I was among you, he said, the signs of an apostle were there. Well, when you look at that church that he's talking to, the signs of the apostle were people getting healed, people getting set free, people getting delivered. And people will say, but that was an apostle. But what do you do with Mark 16? He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they'll cast out devils. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's just the believer. That's not the preacher. That's the believer. If you're a believer in the name of Jesus, you can lay hands on people and see them healed. Amen. You can lay hands on people and get them delivered. If, 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 if you don't have quite have the faith, bring them to church and we'll lay hands on them. We'll get them delivered and healed and set free. But every believer can do that. You tell me your neighbor won't pay attention to you if they're sick in their body and you lay hands on them, get them healed, you think they're not going to listen to you? They're going to listen to you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Pastor, you sound like one of those fanatics. You know what a fanatic... That used to bother me when people would say that until I found out what a fanatic is. That's somebody that's just a little more excited about something than you are. I'm just a little more excited about Jesus. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you see that? So the word preached, the word taught, is vital. But there is a demonstration of it. Amen. Look at uh, Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 29. This is when the two apostles, Peter and John, had been threatened to not preach or teach anymore in the name of Jesus. And they came back in verse 29. Now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Now notice, so there's the speaking of the word. There's the speaking of the word. Everywhere you see Jesus uh, healing people, it generally says they came to hear and to be healed. Because faith comes by hearing. But notice that they may speak your word. How are you going to grant them boldness? By stretching forth your hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child Jesus. Amen. Do you see that? And it says in verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Anytime you see somebody healed, it's proof proof positive that Jesus is alive. Amen. 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 Why? Because Jesus is the healer. Amen. 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 I've had people say, yeah, I brought that person to church and pastor healed them. How come them to lie on me like that? I didn't heal anybody. Jesus healed them. Amen. Jesus healed them. Jesus set them free. And notice what they prayed though. They said we want to speak the word with boldness. And we want to see signs and wonders. Amen. Rebuilding the walls. Preaching the word with boldness. Followed by healing signs and wonders. Amen. Amen. It wasn't just the preaching that attracted unbelievers or non-believers to the church. It was the healing signs and wonders as well. Amen. Do you believe that? Look at Acts chapter 8. The Bible is replete with examples. And John 17, 17 says the word is truth. Amen. Then it says here in Acts 8. Verse 5, then Philip went down. I like that it's Philip. (laughs) Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Notice that. And the people with one accord gave heed to those things that Philip spake. Why? Why did they give heed? Hearing and seeing the miracles that he did. Unclean spirits crying out with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. Many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Amen. 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 So he preached and they heard him. But what made them pay attention? What they saw. Amen. You know the power of your testimony. Some of y'all in here that used to be heathens. Long haired heathens. That's a joke between Jeremy and I. But, but, but I don't think people with long hair are heathens. Don't go out of here and say that. But the, the, the point that I'm making, you know the testimony, how, how, what a wreck your life was, and you encountered Jesus Christ. Man, people will stop and listen to that. Everybody likes a true to life, right? Untold stories of the salvation of God, right? Amen. I'm, I've never seen it. My wife can hold people in rapt attention for hours when she starts talking about her life, how she was abused and molested from a young age, that, that, that at 16 years of age, she broke her boyfriend out of juvenile prison. Uh-huh, and they went on the run. Hey, Amen. And, and you know the story. Didn't hear about Jesus till she was 23 years of age, living in the buckle of the Bible belt. And nobody ever told her about Jesus. Was addicted to everything you could be addicted to. Cocaine, heroin, dilated You name it. She was, she was addicted. Died three times. The last time she died she went to hell. Remember that? Saw that, saw that, that six foot flaming skull. And ran back to her body. Amen. And, 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 and how her, her, her first husband died. Of a, of a drug overdose and, and with him laying in the intensive care in, in Baptist Hospital in Nashville, Tennessee, a guy that I'll ever be grateful for named Zach Reynolds came up in there with his biker vest on and his big date Bible. Looked like a family Bible. If you couldn't read it, it was a good boat anchor. <laughs> right? Amen. And Zach talked like this right here. Still does. And he, and he prayed for uh, Bo. And then he asked Michelle. He said, he said, are you born again? And she didn't want anything to do with it. She was mad at God. Right? And he finally convinced her to go down to the chapel. And he just wouldn't let her alone till she prayed with him. And she had her, had her, her dope in her shoe. And she just wanted to get rid of him so she could go shoot up dope in the bathroom. And finally she prayed with him, asked Jesus to be her Lord. He left. She went, shot her dope. Nothing happened. She called the guy that that, that sold it to her and said, I don't know what you're doing. This is some garbage. He said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, that's the best that I've ever had. Something happened. Something changed. And then you know how she went into that revival a few nights later and the man of God came to her and said, young lady, do you want to change? And she said, yes, I want to change. And the power of God came on her and she was instantly delivered and instantly set free and went from being a drug addict and a prostitute and a failure to being somebody whose books have went around the world, somebody who travels and pre- you, that, that gets your attention Because I'm not just telling you what the Bible says. I'm showing you what the Bible says. Do you see this? Notice there was great rejoicing in that city. Do you see that? Great rejoicing in that city. Oh, praise God. Now there was great persecution... And it says that in verse 4, they, therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. They weren't just avoiding the persecution. They were preaching the word. Then they demonstrated what they were preaching. If you tell people Jesus can heal, get ready to demonstrate that Jesus can heal. I've never been the kind of person that wanted people to tell me something could be done. I want you to tell me how it can be done. Show me. Amen. Are you with me? There's never a time. Notice there was great persecution here. Saul, verse 3, made havoc of the church. There's never a time when the church is called to lay low. Hang out. Just ride out the storm. Right? Right. We're called to take action. Produce change. Do you believe that? In order for people to see the power of God, we have to demonstrate the power of God. Amen. Amen. Acts 19. Thank you, Jesus. Acts 19. Verse 9. The first part of this verse is a little blind to us. The King James says, when diverse were hardened. It means when, when different people hardened their hearts and did not believe what Paul was saying, but spake evil of that way, the way of faith, before the multitude. He departed from them, separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of Tyrannus. And this continued by the space, notice, of two years, so all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. All that dwell in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus. What is that? The word of his grace. The word of his grace. You know, over and over again in, in the book of Luke, the book of Mark, you you, you see the, the, the instance where this leper came to Jesus. Man. Uh, full of leprosy. the Luke says he was full of leprosy. And in both instances, in Mark and Luke, he came to Jesus and he said, Lord, if you are able, I know you can make me clean. What was the question in his mind? Or if you're willing, I know you're able. What was the question in his mind? Are you willing? Is that right? No question of the ability of God. Amen. There are people that will say God can heal. You haven't said that much. Because if God is who He says He is, of course He can heal. But if God can, and is not willing to, then He's a mean overlord. Right? He, In, in, in other words... He's a party to something the devil's a party to. What's John 10, 10 say? Come on, quote it. The thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So if it's stealing, killing, and destroying, it's on the devil. If it's life and life more abundantly, it's on Jesus. And Jesus said He only did and only said those things His Father said. He said, I and the Father are one. If Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly, then God's desire is that you have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Glory to God. So if God can, but He's not willing, we have a problem. Well, people say, well, you know, but I, you know, I don't necessarily believe that God's not willing. Then you would never say if it's God's will. Whatever you see in the word that's a promise, there's no question of God's will. How many times in Scripture, am I helping you? How many times in Scripture, and I'm asking this question, because the, the, I'll give you the answer before, before I ever ask you the question. The answer is none, all right? No, you never see this. How many times in Scripture, in the four Gospels, do you see sick people come into Jesus and they say, Lord, heal me, and Jesus goes, nope, not my will? When did you ever see that? You never did. What's Hebrews 13, 8 say about Jesus? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Over and over again in the Bible, God says, I'm God and I don't change. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, he said, God did deliver us, God does deliver us, and God will yet deliver us. God did heal, God does heal, and God always will heal. Jesus was then what He is now and what He always will be. Amen. There can't be a question. That if, is it God's will. It's always God's will. To what? To heal. Why? That's his nature. That's his nature. And, and I've had people tell me before, well, you just go around getting people's hopes up. Yeah, yeah. that's right. What well, do you want me to do? Go around getting them down? I'm not going to be religious for anybody. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see this? That leper, remember, you thought I forgot. (laughs) He said, I know you can if you're willing. What did Jesus say? He said, I will, be clean. The Greek says, I'm desiring this with all my heart. Does Jesus change? Can he change? No, because Titus says, God who cannot lie. God cannot change. Jesus cannot change. The Word of God cannot change. What was true 2,000 years ago is true today. What Jesus was then, He is tonight. And what Jesus will be tomorrow, He is tonight. He is our healer, our Savior, our Redeemer for all time. Mm. Do you see that? Religion sneaks in and says there must be a reason. Maybe it's not God's will. The Word of God is the will of God. The will of God is the Word of God. God, in the book of Exodus, said this. He said, I am the Lord that heals you. That's not just something God does, it's something God is. He is our healer. Is that right? God hasn't changed. Anything that you'll believe, you can receive. Amen. You know, the miracles that Jesus did, the Holy Spirit has us here for a moment. Is this all right? The miracles that Jesus did, they weren't God tricks. It wasn't Jesus proving He was the Son of God. He wouldn't do that. Why? He wouldn't prove it to the devil. If you're the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. He wouldn't do it. You don't need to prove what you are when you know what you are. He didn't heal people to prove he was the Son of God. He healed people because that was the heart of God. John chapter 9. When he walked by the the man that was blind with his disciples, and his disciples said, Master, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus said, neither. Neither. The Message Bible says, you're asking the wrong question. You're looking for somebody to blame. He said, the works of God are going to be manifest in him. Now, what was the man? Blind. And yet Jesus said the works of God are going to be manifest in him. So if he's blind and Jesus said the works of God are going to be manifest in him, that means they weren't. So that blindness wasn't God. Remember what he said? Now go wash in the pool of Siloam and come forth sin. He went and washed and came forth sin. What did Jesus call that? Working the works of God. Amen. Right? Let's, let's go over there. you kind of looking at me like a dog at a new dish. <laughs> Hallelujah. Better than looking at me like you spent all night upside down in the post hole. Ah, hallelujah somebody said we don't laugh in church you're doing it wrong (laughs) verse 1 Jesus passed by saw a man that was blind from his birth his disciples asked him saying master who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind he said neither this wasn't the result of sin It wasn't the result of God either. God did not make this man blind so he could heal him. Think about that for a moment. How cruel would that be to make somebody sick so you could heal them? That's ignorance gone to seed. Like one man said, that's ignorance before daylight just doesn't make sense yeah but you know I knew so and so your experience doesn't count if it doesn't line up with the word doesn't count because this is truth. experiences can change truth doesn't change Jesus answered neither sin nor his parents but that the works of God should be made manifest in him now notice this is important that the works of God should be made manifest so they have not been made manifest yet Amen. So if you're believing God for healing in your body in whatever area tonight, first of all, determine and ascertain, it's the will of God to heal me. God wants to heal me. God is anxious to heal me. Amen. He wants the works of God to be made manifest in us. Amen. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. When night comes and no man can work. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground, made clay of the spittle, anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. He went his way, therefore washed and came seen. That's the works of God manifest. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. God has no sickness to give you, no disease to give you. Listen, it would be a travesty of justice if He did. Because Scripture says Jesus carried our sicknesses and our diseases. If somebody died for that already and God took some of that and gave it to you, what's the purpose of the price being paid? If it doesn't mean anything. Amen. So the other thing you have to learn. Is God has no party of sickness and disease. None. 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 What, what's, what's the Bible say? It says God. 1 John 4.18. God is love. Would love put sickness on somebody. Nope. Would love have the power to take sickness off of somebody and not do it? No. See, the common denominator is faith. What do you believe? Over and over again, the scripture, people would come to Jesus. People that had an evident physical problem, blindness, some other disease. The blind men came to Jesus. Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? Well, they're blind. Come on, Jesus. I might have made a poor disciple. Golly, did he just say that? <laughs> you know, I've been the guy standing in the back. Oh, Jesus. What'd you say? I, I would uh, nothing. Me and you, Lord. But it, have you ever wondered about that? They're blind. Right? How does, how, does, how does faith go? By saying. Faith comes by hearing. Right? Faith grows by use and it goes by saying. That's what Jesus said Mark chapter 11, 23 and 24. He said, whatever you say, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. And then in Mark eleven twenty three 23 and 24, he said, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe those things he saith come past, he'll have whatever he says. Yes. What do you want me to do? Lord, that we might receive our sight. Right? What did he say? Your faith has saved you. Yes. Yeah. Lord, Go your way and as you believe, be it done unto you. As you believe, your faith. According to your faith. According to your faith. The purpose of me preaching to you tonight is not just for you to hear my good preaching. It's for faith to come. Amen. 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 And and we don't want to miss our moment. Look at Mark chapter 5. So we'll be praying in just a little bit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Now, we're not going to take the time to look at all of these. In, in Mark chapter 5, we see three great miracles in one chapter. One tremendous deliverance. And two impossible miracles. I won't take the time to read them all, but you can start there in in Mark chapter 5. He went over to the island of the Gadarenes, the country of the Gadarenes. And the man came to him that was possessed with unclean spirits. Remember? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Jesus cast the devils out of him. One moment, this man is so demon-possessed, he's breaking chains, ripping his clothes off, making everyone afraid. (laughs) In verse 15, they came to Jesus and saw him that was possessed with the devil and had the lesion sitting and clothed in his right mind. One encounter with Jesus. Right? Then he went back across, got out of the boat. Verse 22, Jairus came to him, besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. Now, most scholars, theologians believe that by this time she had already died. But when he left, she was at the point of death. Folks, the point of death. Back then, if you were at the point of death, it had to be so evident that they could physically see it. Right? You know this. I'm not going to insult your intelligence. No machines. No, nothing hooked up. No way of telling except by physical feeling. Are they breathing? Is their heart beating? If she's at the point of death, it has been verified by her dad, to her dad, she's about to die. Is that hopeless? Looks hopeless. does it look hopeless. But he comes and notice what he said. Lay your hands on her that she may be healed and live. Jesus went with him. Much people followed him and thronged him. That that word thronged, it's a mob. It's a riot. That's what it means in the Greek. A riot. People were pressing on Jesus. And this woman came through with an issue of blood. Twelve years. Suffered many things and many physicians. Nothing bettered, but grew worse. So we got two impossible situations that are playing out right before our eyes. One man whose daughter is at the point of death. And a woman that used to be a woman of means and substance, but now she's spent everything she had and they can't help her. What do you do when the doctor shakes his head and says, no hope? You go to the God of hope. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. How can you be so sure? Because, listen, God never fails. Now, notice this. Hmm. When she heard of Jesus came in the press behind, if I can touch but his garment, I shall be whole. Straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her plague. So she went from a problem in her body that was 12 years in duration. It was not getting better. It was getting worse. And in one encounter with Jesus, she went from that to whole. That's not a story in the Bible. These people really lived. This woman was really bleeding uncontrollably. She was really dying. She had a name. She lived in this city. She really pressed through the crowd and really touched Jesus. And Jesus really healed her. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now here's Jairus. Verse 35. Well, he yet spake, Jesus There came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain that said, your daughter's dead. Why trouble the master any further? When Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, don't be afraid, only believe. Believe what? Believe what you said. That if I would come to your house and lay hands on her, she'd be healed. Is that right? So now she's not only at the point of death, she's dead. She's dead. Didn't deter Jesus. No case too big for Jesus. Amen. When I was a boy growing up in church, we sang this song. God specializes in things thought impossible. He can do what no other power can do. God, any rivers you think are uncrossable. God, any mountains you can't tunnel through. God specializes in things thought impossible. He can do what no other power can do. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Notice. Let's go to verse 41 for the sake of time. And he took the damsel by the hand, said unto her, Talitha, Cumai," which is being interpreted, damsel, I say, in the year rise. And straightway, or immediately, she arose and walked. No, wait a minute, she was dead. So we see her going from dead to alive. Right? Do you see that? Do you see anywhere in here where Jesus said, it might not be my Father's will? Or it might not be my will? Did He go to this demoniac gathering and upbraid him for what he had opened his mind to. And you opened the door for this possession. No, I just set him free. People look for reasons. God provides solutions. Yeah, but there's got to be a reason why I'm suffering with this. There is a reason. There's a devil loose, and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the reason. The reason for all sickness, all disease, all poverty, all destruction is the devil. That's the reason. Acts 10. You got a moment here? Faith's coming. Faith is coming. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. And uh, verse 36. The word which God sent to the children of Israel preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word you know which was published throughout all Judea. And began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. What was that word? Here's what they preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. With the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. What did Jesus go about doing? Good, doing? What's that? He went about doing what? Doing what? And what? How many? What were the problem they had? What, 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 what was the problem they had? So what scripture says? So Jesus considered every person that he healed oppressed of the devil. And he said in the word, he came to undo the works of the devil. Is that right? Well, Jesus, the man, is not physically in the earth. But the authority of Jesus, the man, is in the earth. And it's in each one of us. If you're born again, it's in each one of us. Amen. Amen. And, and when you lay hands on somebody, it's just like Jesus laying hands on them. Why? Because I'm doing it in his name. He said, in my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Is that what it says? Mm-hmm. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. For God was with him. So God was a party to all this healing. God still wants us healed. Listen, I know this is a simple message. It's elementary for many. But what I want you to see is until you see God's willingness and that it's always His will to heal. Always. Settle it. It's always God's will. You settle that. Amen. Look at uh, 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 1 Peter 2. I'm, I'm just going to share this with you until I, I feel like the Holy Spirit changes us to go the direction we need to go. Verse 24. Who in his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes you are healed. Isaiah 53. And uh, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we're healed. Is that what it says? Verse 3 says, he's despised and rejected a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. That word griefs means pains. He's borne our pains and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. There's nothing that God allowed Jesus to bear that He expects you to bear. Amen. Say that out loud. There's nothing that God allowed Jesus to bear that He expects me to bear. Amen. 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 Do you see this? Say it out loud. By His stripes, By his stripes I, am I am healed. Say it again. By His stripes, By his stripes I, am I, am I am healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we praise you tonight. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, Ron. Hallelujah. Praise God. I need you all to play that song, Healer, please. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I believe God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want to uh, endeavor to be led by the Holy Spirit, and uh, you know when when we give testimonies of healing, I'm always careful because I realize that we're we're dealing with uh, different faith levels. Thank you, Lord. I a lady in this church one time that she came on a Sunday morning. She had a handkerchief. She wanted us to pray over. She wanted to take it to a relative, and the relative was her sister-in-law. I believe she lived in Colorado, if I remember correctly. And uh, uh, she wanted her to have to, to wanted us to pray over that handkerchief because uh, her sister-in-law had uh, had some uh, cancer treatment. Uh, and uh, her ovaries had been destroyed. And, uh, uh, of course, they wanted her to be healed. And uh, the, uh, the doctors had removed uh, her ovaries uh, because of the damage that had been done. Uh, they sent that handkerchief to her. And uh, about, a, about a month, a month and a half later, something of that nature, I forget uh, the exact time frame, but uh, she began waking up in the morning sick to her stomach. She thought she had something going around, some bug. She went to the doctor, and uh, I know sometimes we hear testimonies like this, but the doctor looked at her and said, well, this is impossible but yet it's what's happening. You're pregnant. Now, I don't know how they do the exams. I'm not a physician. But through the process of looking at everything, she had brand new ovaries. Nobody laid hands on her. She just believed what God said. Amen. Are you following me? I I just want you to get into your spirit and know that it is God's will to heal you. That's what I'm asking you to do. The devil brings questions about the willingness of God and it's designed to keep you from receiving. Hallelujah. I want you to bow your heads with me tonight. Close your eyes, please or we make a call for.